0: The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. All topics are provided for informational purposes only and are not necessarily endorsed. Neither Light On nor its host accepts responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions presented in this episode. All rights reserved. It feels like all our heroes are coming. Up there. And we all know why. The world itself is just one big hoax. All right, welcome back to the show, Daniel Reuters. Thanks for being here. Um, last time you were here was episode 33, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really popular right. episode. Actually, a lot, a lot of people really loved that episode that we did on vitamins yeah i got
1: a lot of feedback from that too
0: did you and what did you hear good stuff both mixed bad. opinions a mi- mixed opinions
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah it rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way but it's not surprising
0: you know that's true yeah i was going to mention that like it was is kind of crazy to me how people n- negatively reacted as well i mean people really love their vitamins
1: <laughs> they're look at the end of the day patrick What it really comes down to is that there's no, you can't, you cannot supplement your way out of a real food deficiency. That's all there is, is real food. Right. Yeah. What's in the food? We can debate what's in the food. I don't think that anyone really knows what's in it. Minerals, possibly, because we have minerals in the ground that we can see and we can have a baseline of what they are. But everything else, like, where's the baseline? Right.
0: Minerals make sense. We're connected to the earth. I think we're part of the whole earth organism. We evolve with it. Um, Yeah. Even the water thing, right?
1: Water, right. Like like there's water in there, but what kind of water? It's not the water that you see like in a stream or in a dam or a creek, is it? It's not creek water in a fruit (laughs) or in a plant.
0: You're talking about the water inside us?
1: Well, the water inside fruit.
0: Oh, inside fruit. Yeah.
1: Inside a plant, inside us. Right. How do you know? How do you, like, what structure is that water? Is it a different structure to what we think water is? It's not H2O. It's structured Hmm. water, which is supposedly, is it H3O2 or H2O3? I, I forget the chemical formula now, but it's a different structure. Yeah, it's yeah. a gel-like substance. It's the fourth phase of water. Right. So, like, w- when we say, oh, there's water in food, or there's vitamins in food, or there's these things in food, well, how do you know? It's like everything else. How do you know else, what's in there?
0: Like everything else in science, I think it's a representation of what it really is. Um, it's, it's a sort of materialist representation of something that we really can't explain. Like DNA, right? Like we talk a lot about dna on my show and how it's really you know we talk about the double helix and all that but really that's just a representation of something like energetic that's happening you know so that, and that's how i view a lot of science now they, they came yeah, up with just, these ways to explain right
1: yeah so that's empirical science it's right. like you're literally you have the thing you can see the thing you do a scientific experiment with the thing the independent variable right yeah and mm-hmm. you can see cause and effect from that yeah but when you don't have the thing and you have to do a step in order to get the thing and we're sort of talking about like a microscopic level here right yeah when you have to do a step to get the thing you must first you must first prove that that step, didn't it confound the end outcome
0: mm-hmm. right 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 that's science. and
1: all these yeah this is science mm-hmm. this is science and none of these experiments do that like if you look at um vitamins for example oh there's vitamins in food okay show me a show me a vitamin and you know it's a vitamin oh but we do that because we get a food we get a a lime And then we squeeze the juice out of it and then we add heat and cool it down and we heat it up again and we add in some chemicals and we add in some heavy metals and we add in formaldehyde and arsenic and all this sort of stuff. And then we expose it to a a certain environment for a period of time. And then we look and then we precipitate off these other things and we do all this sort of, it's almost witchcraft in a way. And we (laughs) do all these things to it and we end up with a, a final thing. And we go, here's the bottom
0: <laughs> It's exactly witchcraft, pharmakia, right? That's it. The whole thing. That's how I really view it. It really, they came up with this sort of witchcraft way of explaining things. And people are so trapped within that framework that they can't get out. And they will, I mean, they will argue to the death just to stay within that, that framework, that very narrow prescriptive, those narrow prescriptive parameters
1: yeah, and and this is getting back to what you're saying, is just doing science with things you can verify for yourself. So, you can do the scientific experiment for yourself, you can replicate it, it's repeatable, it's reproducible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what science is all about, is that if you say something, you make an observation in nature, you say, this causes this, I can then go and replicate that for myself right? Because we're using our five senses. We're we're being, um, this is empirical science. But when people say, well, you can't do the experiment because you need all this fancy equipment and you need all these things that are really expensive, all these um, chemicals and you need all this uh, laboratories and you need especially trained people who've spent four to seven years in a laboratory at a university learning how to do it, then you can only do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't trust any of that. I trust. What can I see? Someone says, hey, Dan, what's in a lime? It's a lime, right? (laughs) Beyond that, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. I think everyone's making up nonsense. So, yeah, um, it's a different way to look at things. And people say to me, oh, because I I have spoken a lot in the past about, like, germ theory and all these kinds of things, which, to be honest, I don't really care about that much anymore I've sort of, like moved on with my life, which is good. (laughs) Yeah, I Um, hear you. But they say, you can't talk about germ theory because you're not a XYZ. You're not a doctor. You're not a virologist. You're not a bacteriologist. You're not a molecular biologist. So, shut up. It's like, okay, well, if you want to use that argument, I'm a nutritionist. I'm a career nutritionist, (laughs) (laughs) right? I was a senior lecturer at a university for close to a decade. And before that, I was a lecturer and then a tutor and – like 10 years in clinical practice as a nutritionist and here I am looking at it going doesn't nah, it's all nonsense and people go oh this crazy nutritionist doesn't know anything about nutrition so it it's got nothing to do with it. Your... <laughs> anyway. it's a fallacy anyway it's a you
0: know appealing to authority right we see that a lot
1: yeah. so you can't win when yeah. you start to become object, like truly objective you can't win yeah because the truth of the matter is very simple and you can't keep um the, the answer that we're looking for is not smaller and smaller and smaller looking more myopi- myopically inside this lime right that's not how we're gonna uh, unlock the secrets of the universe here um it's got to come from looking more macro we have to look macroscopically rather than microscopically and find out like how do i get this lime to grow better with things that are already in nature mm-hmm. right not, um, what are all the um, thousands of different chemicals in this lime and we're going to try and unlock the secrets of the universe. You can't really do that because it's the food matrix and no one's got a clue about how it all works. They have no idea. So stop looking about what's in the lime and let's look at how to grow them better in harmony with nature using natural uh farming and agricultural techniques, right?
0: Right, but now mainstream science people will will really have a go at you for saying that like because they they think well, you know, how can you really figure out how something functions without taking a microscope and going deeper into it and seeing like all well, its molecules and you don't think there's anything beneficial to
1: doing that? I mean, there may be if there are like poisonous substances like we can Mm. identify poisonous substances right so maybe we can look at a certain food and go this foods this is a poison lime or this is a poison mushroom but um, is it always a poison mushroom or is it because of the environment that it's growing in and the things that it's absorbing out of the soil like there's so much more to this Mm. beyond beyond like knowing this is a lime and that i can eat it I think anything beyond that, we're using (laughs) – I think we're dabbling in the realms of pseudoscience, (laughs) right? Because you have – the only way they study this is in a lab under a microscope. So, how can you say that what you're seeing in a lab when you do all these things, which is – this is what I was saying about before – I want to find out what the what the antioxidants are in this juice. Mm-hmm. All right. How are we going to do that? Well, first, we have to cut it open, and then I've got to prize it out with some tweezers, and then I've got to put it into a Petri dish on some uh, whatever, and then I've got to add a solution, and I've got to dehydrate it, and I've got to do all these things to it. Right. So, you got to do all this stuff before you, sh- you show me what the antioxidant capacity Dain it, is.
0: Diet, I don't know what they do. I mean, like with the virus thing, right? People don't realize what they're doing in that whole process. And then you're only getting a picture that doesn't move, right? It's just a still image and you don't know what has happened to it along the way.
1: Yeah, or they use like HPLC or all these kinds of um, like chromatography and these kinds of things to work out what the things are that's in the lime. But when you go back to the original mm-hmm. studies where they started doing this stuff with HPLC and, and liquid chromatography and whatever they do, um, they never had a they ne- never did a validation study. They never had the gold standard to go right. Let's calibrate the instrument to the gold standard. Like they never had, they they thought they had a like a, a pure sample of a vitamin. But that's after they did all the things to the fruit and they ended up with this substance and they calibrated the device against that thing, not against what's in the fruit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right? So, you can't tell me that the end- Yeah, it is. It is.
0: (laughs) It's a magic trick. So,
1: it is a magic trick. And when people understand this, this is like, stop worrying about all that bullshit and get back to living in harmony with mother nature- how do we grow fruit better and vegetables better? How do we do it in a way that is going to be beneficial and favorable to everybody? How are we going to do it so we don't destroy Mother Nature? How are we going to do it so that we aren't polluting the environment and destroying natural wildlife? And and all the rest that goes with this, right? Um, how do we do it in a way that we can generate an income and become self-sufficient so we don't have to be a part of the nine to five system like there's so many aspects outside of this yeah that we need to explore for the benefit of humanity rather than working out what we think might be in smaller and smaller pieces of this line you know it's (laughs) such a good and
0: and i've been saying the same thing like you know i'm kind of tired of the germ theory uh you know not that it's not important, but i'm I'm tired of talking about it because there's so many more important things like that we're not focusing on like how do we get ourselves out of these systems that are ultimately failing us right how how do we become self-sufficient? Um, we're not really talking about those things. we're too busy looking through a microscope at like you know, nanoparticles or <laughs> whatever or a lime uh, and there's so much more important important things to talk about and even like you know i'd rather talk about the science of the soul or or you know the nature of reality i've gone into stuff like that i'm sure people think i'm like crazy because they want to hear more about viruses but (laughs) but uh it's yeah there's more important things to talk about no i forget where i was going yeah but that's the gist
1: yeah (laughs) well you know keep telling me about unicorns keep telling me fairy tale stories like i guess um, th- all of that information was great. It was great to learn, and it was a good awakening for me, mm-hmm. and for you, I'm I'm sure as well. Yeah, but that information helped me escape the matrix, and it led me to a path now where I can focus on connecting with nature. Right, and I, how did I achieve this? Um, we can talk about this maybe a little bit later. But I achieved it with the power of my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah? yeah.
1: I manifested it, right? So I've been playing around with this. But um, yeah, we can definitely get into that. But I thought while we're on the topic of food, yeah. sorry to hijack your
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I thought I know we were supposed to start with something else, but let's go with it.
1: Well, yeah, I, we were talking the other day about electroculture. Yeah. And it's getting popular. Have you, have you heard about this thing? I've
0: seen a few videos and some people have had good results, it seems like, but I really don't know much about it. it seemed interesting though.
1: Yeah, it's uh, sticking copper wire, wrapping it around a support, sticking it into the ground, and it captures the uh, electrical charge in the atmosphere. Right ions right and it brings it from the atmosphere into the ground and supposedly supercharges um, plant growth and makes them stronger and more resilient and they produce better yields and yada 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 and this is like it's not a new thing this is around quite a long time ago like even back in the 20s and 30s they were doing experiments with this stuff right Mm. and i mean it works. There's no doubt about it. Like there's empirical, actual, real scientific experiments that you could do with this. It's not hard. Just grow one plant without electroculture and another one with electroculture, sure. right? Um, so, you, anyone can do this, right? And it works. And a lot of people are going, oh, this is the best thing because it's not using like harmful fertilizers and- it's more environmentally friendly, et cetera, et cetera. I've got some fundamental issues with it, though, Patrick, right? Mm-hmm. Do you reckon the guy who discovered um, synthetic, like chemical nitrogen based fertilizer was like, wow, I've discovered this amazing thing that makes plants grow better and like it produces more yield and they grow faster and they grow greener? And everyone's like, whoa, wow, cool. Give me some of that. Let me put this stuff into my soil. Right? Mm -hmm. The guy who discovered that fertilizer was obviously promoting it, saying how wonderful it is, and there's no downsides to it. Well, here we have people saying, oh, there's this new thing, and you you take copper and you stick it in the ground, you do it to all your trees, and you start making things grow better. Well, look what happened like 50 years after... I don't know if it's it's probably close to 50 years after we um, developed synthetic fertilizer. We've realized that it's messed up the land. It's messed, sorry. Mm. We've realized that it's messed up the land and it's messed up the soil. So who's to say that when all the guys that are getting on board with this electroculture thing now, they're like the alternative farmers, the guys who really take care of their soil, who really connected. Now they all start going around and sticking copper wire in in the ground. Um, Things are growing better, but in nature, you don't get something for nothing. This is a circle. This is a a circle of life, Mm -hmm. right? So, how do we know that by going and sticking copper into the ground is not going to make this soil copper toxic? How do we know it's not going to displace other minerals? How do we know that it's not going to change the electrical uh, charge or the amount of ions in the soil in a particular location and start displacing bacterial life or changing the way the trees grow or insects. we have no idea. Like, how do we know that insects aren't going to be like sensing some sort of disturbance in an electrical field and go, oh, they're not going to they're not going near that.
0: Yeah, I would I would assume right, so, that they would be disturb, disturbed by that an electric uh, force that's not supposed to be there
1: man doesn't know better than mother nature right we like to think we do mm-hmm. but here we are now taking these stakes of these pieces of copper wire and, and putting it into our soil we have no idea what it's going to do In 20 years' time, we're going to look back and go, oh, man, we really messed up. We shouldn't have done that. Well, now we've got to find a different way to regenerate the soil. See, can you see what I'm saying? Does it make sense?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what you've got, you've got a symptom, don't you? The, The tree isn't growing so well. It's got some black spots on it. It's not producing as much fruit. Oh, I'm going to put a thing of copper here. Oh, it's better. Have we, like, have we addressed the underlying cause as to why the tree wasn't growing well in the first place or have we just supercharged it with some NOS, right, <laughs> and stuck a, stuck a turbocharger on an old rundown engine that needs some love and we're going to blow it up eventually because we're pushing it harder than it's able to go? Hmm. So, what I'm saying is here, plants need essential things to grow. And if you ask, like, a five-year-old child, they'll be able to tell you what those things are. It's like sun, air, water, other plants, nutrients in the soil, which comes from decomposing organic matter, plants and animals. Mm -hmm. Animals um, excreting waste into the soil. Right? Yeah. Uh, This kind of thing. So... When your plant isn't growing so well, why isn't it growing so well? Is it because you don't have any animals on your property? So that's missing? So the plant's like, oh, shoot, we need some fertilizer. We're dying. We need some decaying, decomposing organic matter from an animal. So if you don't give it what it needs. (laughs) Exactly, right? So then they (laughs) start growing crazy, but you never address the underlying problem. Right. And what the underlying problem is, something that's lacking that the plant needs from nature. So, we're just, what we're doing is we're becoming short-sighted again. It's like, just hold up, let's not stick the copper in the ground, and let's see what we can do naturally Mm -hmm. to harness the innate capacity for Mother Nature to do what it's designed to do. And it does it way better than we ever will. Mm-hmm. And that's just to be caretakers of the land and let Mother Nature do its job. Get out of the way. We are just here to be caretakers. Once we start getting it, it's already perfect. <laughs> it's already perfect. Mm-hmm. Once we get out of the way, let it do its thing. And we're just there to go, oh, I might take this bit of fruit or this tree needs a bit of, you know, a branch fell off in a storm. Maybe I need to just, you know, help it shed the broken branch or whatever, fine, we're caretakers, it's okay. When you give a plant everything it needs, it grows amazingly. And trees in and of themselves harness electrical current from the atmosphere and bring it into the soil. Trees do that. They have their
0: own natural copper wire, sort of.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's way better than a bit of copper wire. I yeah. guarantee you, it's better than a, a copy.
0: Ha, has there been a comparison done of like na- natural growing versus uh, electric culture?
1: Yeah, but what are they growing the What are they growing the other plant in? Are they growing it in Are they growing it the way that it's meant to be grown? Right
2: in definitely. the ground,
1: in in soil that's never been poisoned, with the right amount of light, with the right amount of um water. It grew there naturally, right? Because once you start bringing another tree in from a different location, you try to make it work. Maybe that there's too much moisture in the ground. Maybe it gets too much sun. It's like, no, I prefer to be in the shade, right? So we're disrupting the balance and then the plants dying and we're going, oh shit, I better, I better fix the problem that I caused, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. It's just nonsense. So Mimbers. all of this stuff. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say, yeah, like you know, man has this habit of trying to supercharge Mother Nature and overtaking it, and I think it always becomes a problem in some some way, shape, or form. But we have we have that habit. I think maybe we need to get out of it.
1: Have you ever watched a documentary called? Uh, I think it's called The Biggest Little Farm. No. The biggest little farm. I highly recommend that anyone listening watches it because it's basically a documentary of some people who bought land that was totally destroyed. It had been a monocrop farm for years and it essentially became a dust bowl. And they regenerated that land um, using permaculture and regener- regenerative agricultural techniques, like no harmful pesticides and fertilizers and all these things. Um, what they did to regenerate the land was to sit and observe. So as they did things and restored the land, they'd notice, "Oh, we're getting lots of um, we're getting lots of gophers, and they're like digging up the soil." And <laughs> like, how is this problem going to solve itself? And then a coyote comes, right, and he starts keeping all the gophers in check, and then a whole bunch of snails come and they start destroying all the all the crops. They're like, oh, geez, what are we going to do here?
0: And the then coyote they noticed killed that, like, the gopher.
1: Yeah, the, I think the coyote was like that's keeping the gopher in check. That's yeah.
0: not ethical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, Sorry, but then, um, like, ducks came in and ducks started eating the snails, right? No. Nope. And then because the ducks were there and they were putting organic material back into the soil. The trees got what they needed and then they weren't sending out signals for the snails to come and eat them, right? So, the system was working out itself Mm -hmm. and they were just just harnessing the power that's already there in Mother Nature. They weren't trying to like go against it and make it do things that it doesn't want to do. And when you do that and you use Mother Nature to your advantage- then things become a lot easier. And this is why I think a lot of people don't want to get into um, farming because they're like, oh, gee, it's really hard. It's like, actually, no, it's not. (laughs) Like, I was walking around the other day and I picked a dragon fruit off a tree and I opened it up and honestly, in that dragon fruit, there was probably a thousand little tiny black dragon fruit seeds. So, Mother Nature not only gave me some food, it also gave me potentially t- a, a thousand more dragon fruit trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ability to yeah. get more. Yeah. yeah. And it asked me for nothing in return. Mother Nature gave me, gives me everything that I need to survive. And almost, almost unconditionally, all Mother Nature asks in return. Is that we don't fuck with it, right? <laughs> I mean, sorry for swearing.
0: No, you're good. Uh, that seems like a small ask. I would say.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right.
0: We're, we're provided with a lot. If I think if the only ask is don't fuck with me, then yeah, it's fair. <laughs> can,
1: you, can you imagine that? <laughs> if yeah. if someone was like, "Whatever you want, I will give it to you every day." Every minute of every day, nonstop, no questions asked, from the love of my heart, all I ask is that you don't screw me over. <laughs> like, don't spray me with poison, please. <laughs> yeah. Right? Air and what soil. do we do? We, Yeah. What do we do? We go and poison it. Like, that's how we thank Mother Nature. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like a really good deal.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just
1: ridiculous. So, th- this is my whole crux. This is the crux of the electroculture thing. Um, I think we better tread carefully is my message to anyone getting into it. Really think about what you're doing because you you have no clue what you're doing. Um, what we need to do is just get back to basics. Get back to farming the way that we used to be farming 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years ago prior to the third agricultural revolution, which I, what was it, the fourth one? It's either the third or the fourth one, um, which was like late 18, early 1900s thereabouts. We started then going into like the industrial revolution and we developed synthetic fertilizers and machinery and all this sort of stuff. That's when things went haywire. Yeah. When we had like a horse-drawn cart, and we had a plow on the back, which, you know, you don't even actually need to plow. Um, mm. So, even that sort of style of farming was probably not so good, but a lot better than what we're doing now. Um, no synthetic fertilizers. You live off the land. Everyone's just on the land surviving. You basically have Mother Nature providing everything for you. And then you're not so reliant on a broken system. Yeah. So there's many, many wins out of this. Yeah. And I think, yeah, go ahead, Patrick.
0: Sorry, I was saying, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think it is way more simplistic than we are led on to believe. You know, everything is so organic and laid out for us, but there there are these entities on the planet that have added on these constructs. You know, I talk about this all the time, and this goes into way deeper levels, of course, but, um, yeah, it's this it's this push toward a more synthetic something in all areas of life. And I'm kind of, I'm doing like a solo podcast I'm recording now uh, that kind of gets into this but in other areas. And um you know, it it's about society really diverging from the organic to the synthetic. And even the Hopi have this this uh prophecy about the two path where uh, the people who are more connected to organic life and more connected uh, into spirit uh, will go on to survive and evolve, you know, and and the people on the other path will, you know, that's kind of it for them. And I think that's such a good analogy for everything that's going on right now, whether we're talking about the way we we raise our food or, or, you know, any area in life, there's this push toward inorganic, synthetic technology, add a little something, turbocharge this, you know, and really we don't need to do any of that shit. It might, it might do something that you like once in a while, but really at the end of the day, it doesn't serve us because we, we ultimately had what we needed the whole time, you know. And I think that's what you're saying.
1: Depends how deep you want to go into this, Patrick, but we can go all the way if you want to. Um, you no know me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, like it, this sort of um, thought process was written into the, into the Bible. And I'm not like a big, I'm not really into the Bible. I think mm-hmm. there's a God or there, there is something that exists that created this. And we can go yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the Bible, they say the meek shall inherit the earth. Yes. Right. So just those people who are just existing in nature and not screwing her over, they were the ones who will survive. And there's many reasons for that. But we won't get bogged down in, in those details. Um, but... When we are um, caught up in this nine to five rat race and you're stressed out at work and you've got a huge mortgage and you've got school fees and you've got electricity bills and grocery bills and car bills and petrol bills and... Bills, 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 can't pay them. automobiles, so my bills, <laughs> right? Right. Um, you're stressing, you're worried about these things that you have to pay for to keep this lifestyle that you're accustomed to and make it seem like you're really successful and you're doing really well. But your entire life is focused on the job, Right, And then I come home, I'm so tired, I just need to drink half a dozen beers and just watch Netflix. And that's <laughs> your whole life. Yeah. But when you step back from that, and I've only really stepped back from this f- for close to 12 months now, it didn't take me long to realize that there's something more going on in here than I ever realized. Yeah, and I only got to realize that because I wasn't worrying about the bills, 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 can't pay them, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, I literally came out of that
0: materialism,
1: and yeah, mm-hmm. and I went into a life where I was like, oh, "What am I going to do today?"
0: dude that's how i've always lived man i you know i used to have uh like regular jobs and i hated them and i kept getting laid off for no reason they were just like "Oh, this position we're not yeah it's not a thing anymore (laughs) and so like i had i had this job that i was like it was cool but i was like if i get laid off from this job dude i'm just gonna like i'm gonna act I'm gonna just that's just what I'm gonna do what I like whatever I have to do I'm gonna do what I enjoy and what I love to do, and whatever happens happens and of course, I got laid off they' <laughs> like this position is no longer functioning and the uh, the last real like job job that I had like sitting behind a desk like dying spiritually was when I was twenty four years old and that was a long time ago and you know, I may not be able to, like, buy a mansion or do all these materialistic things, but I go out, I eat with my friends. I have a coffee when I want to. I do, I you know, like, I have free time. Mm-hmm. I can sit out in the sun and fuck those materialistic things, really. Like, what are they going to do for me at the end of the day? You know, and there's this, I just wanted to say there's a reason that there's these, like, these monks that are like they strip themselves of everything in life and they just like chant and chill, you know, for the rest of whatever, for the rest of their lives. I think that's really like, that's how we're kind of, I'm not saying become a monk, but that's kind of like along the path of what we should be focused on.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of think that, uh, like we meant to be standing around meditating all day I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but the reason that we're here is to experience this realm that we're in and to enjoy it and to be in wonderment of every second of every minute of every day because in the real world, you're in nature and it's so damn beautiful and there's just so many amazing things. Your attention is just like, wow, look at this thing right in front of me. You're in the moment. Yeah, yeah, you're not thinking about the past, worrying about the past, and you're not stressed out about the future and oh, what's going to happen tomorrow? The boss is going to do this, and I've got to write this thing. And oh, yeah, you're in the moment, and there's no resistance to anything when you're in nature. It's just like you just go with the flow when you're observant. But when you're in the Western, broken Western society, you are worrying about all these things and what you think about where that thought is generated or that that feeling, I should say, you have this feeling of worry or dread, or guilt or unhappiness or I've got to do this stuff and I'm always on the run and oh, geez, I'm yeah. so stressed. That feeling is the thing that connects to the energy of this realm that we're in, and it brings you more of it. Yes. It's like a magnet. Mm-hmm. And this is why so many people are like, oh, I can't get ahead. It's just so fucking hard to get ahead. Oh, the bills are coming in, and my wage never increases. it. it never changes because you're always focusing on that. You're always like, oh, I should have only got a little bit of money. I don't know how many. What you focus on the universe is like, oh, you must really like this because you're focusing on it all the time. So, let me give you a little bit more of that.
0: Where your attention goes, energy flows, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's how simple it is. All this like new age stuff about how to change your mind and how to, you know, become the most brilliant mind and have everything you want and get rid of all these low energy feelings and blah 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 and they give you all these strategies and whatever to do Hmm. Um, they make it so complicated right it was like oh I don't even know where to don't even know where to start what to do I'm not even going to bother all this is is letting go of worrying about getting something that you don't want. Worrying about getting something that you don't want. So, like, oh, I don't want to get any more bills, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, getting what you don't want. So you're worried about getting that. Some, that's, that's like you're worried about something coming into your life that you don't want. And yeah. you're worried that something's not going to come into your life that you do want. Yeah, and that's. Oh, like- I really want this car. I need this car. You're coming from a state of lack. Yeah, yeah. So that that feeling of lack that uh, that feeling is the thing that goes out, pulls that same energy towards you, and then you're always in this lack mentality, and you're always living in a, in a state of lack. Mm-hmm. So when you shift your mind and you start catching yourself and any time you go to a negative point you go no i'm catching myself i'm reframing this and i'm putting a positive light on it i'm grateful i'm thankful i'm appreciative every minute of every day is amazing when you start doing this then mother nature's like oh you like this <laughs> did you did you enjoy the fruit that we got off the tree today like you really like that well let me give you some more
2: yeah.
1: right yeah. And then you can start manifesting. You think about things that you want, but you have no resistance to it. So, you're not coming from a state of lack. You're just like, mm. I love the way that it feels when I'm on a deserted beach. I love that feeling, right? And if you just attach to that feeling and you're always constantly thinking about it, you're going to end up finding yourself on an open, beautiful, deserted beach, And this is how you start to manifest things into your life. I love the way it feels when I'm sitting on the big deck overlooking the beach on my deserted island. I love that feeling. It's amazing. So, you're you're creating that feeling before the events actually happened. Mm. And then it draws that to you. And uh, this is how it works. It's just like going to the gym and being like, uh i want to bench press 200 kilos and i'm going to do it today i haven't been i haven't done the gym in 10 years it's not going to happen you got to go in and start with like 5 kilos 10 kilos and just do little bits and work your way up mm-hmm. same thing with this manifesting stuff like people are like oh i'm going to manifest 10 million dollars into my reality and it never comes like this manifesting thing shit <laughs> yeah it's the same attitude as walking into the gym and expecting to bench press 200 kg. You can't do it. You've got to build your way up. So you start manifesting things that are, there's no resistance to bringing them into your life. So, for example, I'll say this and then I'll shut up. Um, when I started doing a lot of this stuff, it's not that long ago that I started doing it. Probably like two years, three years. Um, Like when I started, it was like, I want to go for a walk this morning and I want to see a beautiful dog. I want to see a bird I've never seen before. And um, I hadn't seen any butterflies for ages. I thought, you know what? I haven't seen any butterflies while I've been out. So I'm going to think about, I'm going to put it out there that I'd like to see not one, but two (laughs) butterflies. Uh Yeah. And as soon as I walk out the front door, there's this like amazing dog. He's like really happy. He's like, hey, mate, how you going? It's like, cool. Walking along a little bit further, I see this like beautiful bird. I'd never seen this bird before. It's just like flew right in front of me. He's like, okay, cool. And then got to the end of my walk, hadn't seen any butterflies. And I was like, damn, didn't see those butterflies. My, my power of manifesting is not that good. And then I just let that go. I just went on my way home. And as soon as I let go of that thought, butterflies just went straight in front of me <laughs> right so I wasn't dwelling on it I wasn't worried that I wasn't going to see the butterflies because if I attached to that feeling mm-hmm. I wouldn't see the butterflies <clears throat> right because there's resistance there I'm paddling upstream
0: mm-hmm. and I think this sort of like magnetism works best with things that are not materialistic wants in, in things that I've read that's my understanding um but what do you think about, because I, I think that more than anything, we we create collectively. And I don't know if I agree necessarily with like, oh, we create our own reality. I think we do have that sort of magnetism, like with our thoughts, like you're talking about. But do you think that there's a limit? Or, and do you think people maybe like um, misrepresent things when they say, oh, we create our own reality?
1: Um, what if it's all being written, written in the stars, right? Mm. And we can go there if you want to as well. Um, but what if your life's being written, you're on a roller coaster and the only thing that you can control is, do I enjoy the ride or do I kick and scream and bitch and moan the whole time? Or do I be like, wow, this is so cool. Oh, I can't wait for the next turn. Wow. Well, what's next? And you're just in this sort of like happy go lucky attitude. You have control over that. You have control over how you respond to certain situations. Yeah, that's basically all you have control over. You don't have control over anything else outside of you. Um, and you do have control over the thoughts that are in your head. Now, is it possible that we are both receivers of information but also senders of information? So we can send and receive information. And is it possible that the information that we can send out is the feeling? And that feeling is the thing that brings more of that feeling to us. And that, that scenario has already been written. It's like a choose your own adventure game. But now, if I start dwelling on negative things, I open the door to this. Other possibility. It's like right. This is the possibility that you're thinking about. We're going to take it.
0: Like various tree branches. Like it can it can branch off into different areas, right?
1: Infinite amount of possibilities.
0: Yeah. This
1: There's... is just a game. We're just yeah. in a big game. That's I, what we're I go for.
0: I go back and forth on this stuff because I've been reading a lot about th- this stuff, like along the lines of this stuff. And I, I mean, I change my mind every day. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I hear there is free will, there isn't free will, or there's a certain amount of free will. I don't know. It's interesting. It very well may be the case that what you described. And in fact, I, I've i heard people who've had like near-death experiences where they've had beings tell them things like this. Or there was even, there's this crazy near-death experience where this guy uh, claimed to meet the Demiurge, uh, whatever you want, whatever you want to call that figure. Uh, and he was showing him the stars and saying, see, this is how I do it. It's all here. It's, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. So there's, there's stuff like that, but I, I don't know to what extent, I mean, we could be fooled into believing that as well. You know, I, I don't know. Um, and also, like, I'm super fascinated with the connection between the stars and disease. If you read into, like, the etymology uh, of, uh, like, influenza, it came from, uh, they believe it was the influence of the stars. And mm-hmm. in some texts, it even says that um, it was considered, like, when you got sick with influenza, it was considered a bad star. And I can't, like, I I haven't been able to really, like, dig to to get to the root of that whole thing, but it's super interesting to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, There's definitely something to that. Yeah. It's written in the stars. Um, Yeah. We can maybe have a chat about why and how it all works off the record. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) Right? Because I think that conversation (laughs) is going to trigger a lot of people. Oh. Um, but once you understand it and you see it working in front of you, you see the model, it all makes perfect sense about how your life is written quite literally into the stars at the time you're born. Um, you know, all these questions that we have doesn't really matter. So this is the trick the system wants to keep you like oh is this re- is this real am i in a in my inner prison is this a globe is it flat is it uh, is there a germ is there an, uh, when you're thinking about that you're not thinking about letting go of those thoughts and yeah. being happy and content and enjoying the moment and allowing it. imagine if this is heaven and you can have anything you want and the reason you can have anything you want, any feeling that you want, any experience that you want, the reason you can have that is that's because you're here for that. That's why you came here to experience these things, both good and bad. yeah, because you can't have one without the other.
0: Duality, yeah.
1: Yeah. So what if what if it's heaven when you're in that state of mind? When you're in that, you know, you've been around people like this. They just exude this feeling and you just want to be around them. Yeah. So, um, and you can have anything you want. You can manifest anything that you want and things come easily. There's no struggles. There's no stress. Of course, bad things happen. Bad things. There's no good or bad either. But you just respond and react to that in a different way than most people would. Now, this place could also be hell. You know the Hotel California song? Yeah, on yeah. On the
2: dark desert highway.
1: they um say, welcome to the Hotel California. Yeah.
2: This could be heaven or this could be hell.
1: You know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're in Hotel California. We've checked in. But guests here. And this could be heaven or it could be hell. So it couldn't be hell when your mind's like focused on all this dark stuff. It can also be heaven when you're not. Mm. And that's what they're trying to keep you from, keeping you engaged into the matrix. So the more you can step away from it, the better. And then the more amazing things come into your life when there's no resistance, which is really cool. And uh, there was another thing that I was going to say, but this is the crux of it all, man. This is what I've been focusing my time and attention on a lot lately and when i let go life just unfolds for me and it's fun and it's enjoyable and i don't have to do anything apart from keep working on this Mm -hmm. focusing yeah Yeah. and yeah that's That's the secret.
0: (laughs) I I think there is something to be said. And I got a little bit of shit for this, but, you know, not not focusing, like you said, so much on these aspects or like deciphering every single little thing. I mean, I think there can be a balance, but, you know, like focusing all the time on, on germ theory and, and for germ versus terrain. And, and, you know, just continuing to talk about this over and over again and really being like plugged into the physical and, you know, there is something to be said uh, about getting away from that. Um, like, okay, we got it and keep it in mind. And I think the people who understand it now, Get it. And the people who don't want to understand it maybe never will, or they will in their own time. But there is an evolution with, you know, the the things that you, or there should be an evolution with the things that you give your time and energy to. And if we're giving all our time and energy to only that stuff, then we do get more plugged into the matrix. It is constantly just being grounded in matter. You know, so that's an important point.
1: Do you know why that stuff is there? It's to keep people in a state of fear.
0: Yes, that too. Right.
1: Now, do you know that fear is contagious? Oh, we saw that. Do you know? Did you know that? Happiness is contagious. Did you know that a feeling of love is contagious? Did you know that health, good health, is contagious, right? So they've shown that when someone has these uh, positive emotions, they cause the people around them to start having those positive and experiencing those positive emotions too. So can you imagine, because everyone's like, if I stop focusing on the whatever, if I stop focusing on the germ theory, these bastards are going to get away with it. <laughs> Let me tell you, you're not going to win. You're not going to beat them. So don't, don't play the game. Don't play the game. So, I'm not focusing on that. It's like the, the, the nagging little child. It's like, eh, like, keeps poking and you just keep responding so the child gets fuel from that. But if you go, nah, not having it and walk off, you take the energy away and then you exactly. focus on what you want. Right. And then that, that spreads, right? So, you losing that burden and going, it's not positive thinking. It's just like- Go with the flow.
0: Well, Whenever yeah. you fight, you create a battlefield. Yeah. That's something you have to sure. remember. And it's whether you have to be cognizant of whether you want to create that battlefield. And I'm not saying don't. I believe in defense, right? You, you have the right to defend yourself. But absolutely, when you're giving your energy to the battlefield, there can only be war. Right? And yeah. so it's it. just like, right, your system's stupid. Fuck your system. I'm good mm-hmm. that's what that's how collectively we need to think about everything fuck your germ theory you know I don't care about whatever system you want to create like your little government it's all fiction I don't care when when we all have that attitude we will be free
1: right? yes and this is why it's important for people to start doing these things like, oh, I'm just one person. What's what's little old me being in a positive mindset and a happy-go-lucky mindset and not worrying about all the shit and going with the flow and enjoying life and being in love and being happy and laughing all the time and it's just contagious. seeing the wonderment in everything? Yeah. Because then everyone that comes in contact with me, I start lifting them up. Mm-hmm. So that might spread to 20 people. It might spread to 25 people. It might spread to 50 people if you do this with whatever – podcasts or things that other people are doing, um, it spreads even more. So, you might affect thousands of people and then they affect thousands of people and they infect infect (laughs) thousands of people
2: because
1: that's what they say. They say it's infectious. Mm -hmm. Smiling and laughing and all these things, they're all infectious. Yeah? Yeah. And like you can ask yourself the question, everyone focuses on this stuff that happened over the last three years. But do you think it was like that it was a bad thing that happened? Do you think that there's someone pulling strings and made all this bad shit happen because they want to see humanity fail? Or do you think that maybe there's people who want to see humanity thrive and they want to see them excel and they want to see them enter the golden age and they want to see them harness their true power and they want to see them connect back to nature. But to get there, they have to learn all of these things that we're learning now.
0: You're saying the negative polarity is necessary.
1: Yes. It had to happen that way for us to move towards this conscious, that we've had this consciousness shift now. Only because they pushed us to that point. If they never did that, we wouldn't be here now. So it's like, it's working the way that it is. So let's just write it and enjoy it. And not like point fingers at people, be like, "The elite are fucking doing this to humanity." Damn, because now my mind is on a, a group of people that I don't even know exists, and they're doing things to me, to her, and it's like, you know what? Doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that it's like completely because I, I mean, obviously, I talk about this a lot. I think it's good to have an awareness of it, but if you're if you're connecting to it beyond that like it's becoming your being in your whole life and you know what i mean like you're creating the battlefield then it becomes a problem but i don't i don't know if i want to say like completely you know what i mean like it it's good to have an awareness
1: it it yes at that stage of your consciousness shift
0: yeah sure
1: Yeah, so you don't want to stay there all the time. Like if I was constantly aware of all the rabbit holes that I've looked at and gone, oh my God, this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing, like there's probably thousands of things I've looked at and gone, that's rubbish. So, I know it's all rubbish, right? Yeah. So, I'm not going to focus on the stuff that's rubbish. I'm going to focus on the stuff that's real, which is outside my front door, in the sun, in the fresh air, in nature with the people that I love and the people that I care about, doing the things that I want to do, being connected to the earth, right? Mm. Um, creating the emotions and the feelings that I want more of and getting more of those things and playing around and seeing what amazing things I can manifest into my life because you're either in the state of manifesting or you're not. Okay. There's not like, I'm sort of in it. Mm. It's like you're in the flow or you're not in the flow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm.
1: So, if you're thinking about the shit, you're not in the flow. Right. If you want your life to be flowing and it's just really awesome, well, get in the flow more. If you're in the flow for 90% 90 of the day, awesome. If you spend 10% of your day worrying about, whatever we're all human but it's not 10 percent positive thinking and 90 percent worrying because then you get 90 percent worry coming that negative worrying thought come into your life yeah mm. so sure have the awareness but once you know it's nonsense then okay right it's like the children's fairy tale book oh look gran this mythical things here and they keep telling you about this mythical thing it's like you're going to get bored eventually <laughs> of hearing this little child tell you about this mythical thing. Yeah. Eventually, you're just going to tune out to it. They'll be talking and saying stuff, but you won't even hear them, right? So, you just, you just let whatever is on the television screen, you just let it go. Whatever's on your computer screen and all I this stuff, you the just let television. it go.
0: Yeah, don't even watch the, <laughs> the news and all that. Yeah.
1: But I'm even talking about like Netflix and all these streaming, like all of it. Even YouTube, like you want to get away from as much of it as possible because when you're doing that stuff, you're out of the state of flow, right? Yeah. So, a lot of people hear this and go, oh, yeah, whatever. But the people that understand what I'm talking about, they're like, yeah, you want to be in the flow state as much as possible. You want to be in the flow. And once you get there, it's actually really easy. It's not hard it just seems hard because we're in such a low vibrational state living in this hamster wheel sick western society
0: yeah and all these things keep us in that low vibration tv netflix uh, all that stuff yeah it's it's designed that way um yeah
1: and this is In a way, this is the awakening that people will go through. So, I thought I went through an awakening. I'm still going through it. And to be able to let go, we're talking about like letting go of shit that happened when you're in primary school and shit your family did to you and, uh, you know, bad workplace experiences and ex-partners and the family. Like you have to let go of all of it. And what you do is you um learn the power of certain emotions as you're letting go of these things. So one point might be, I'm never going to forgive my dad because he did blah, blah, blah. I'm never going to forgive him. Well, then you truly can't let go. You can let go of everything. You still hold on that thing with your dad. It's always going to be there. And you're always going to be, yeah, I'm not quite sitting right with that. Yeah. But when you let that go, that means you've forgiven. You've learnt the power of forgiveness because you feel yeah. it lift. What a gift to come through this life and learn the power of forgiveness. I a lot of people never get to that point, Patrick.
0: Mm, yeah, It's right? hard. It's hard, and it's funny because I I just thought of you know Howdy McCoskey. He's been on the show, and he he's done an entire life's recapitulation it's called where he literally went through everything in his life all the relationships in his life and he went over the emotions and the things that happened i mean i don't even know how he how he did that but um yeah it's essentially the same thing where you learn where you kind of you know you understand what that meant and 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 you let go of it and i'm and this, like, this connects with the whole like soul trap thing even that I've been talking about. This place that people are going to when they see the white light or whatever and they're tricked back into their body, I think that they are tricking themselves back. And these things that they're seeing are representative of um, their just thought forms. They're things within their life that they haven't let go of. And so if they haven't, they're not able to surpass the abyss, as it were, then they come back. That's what I'm leaning toward now with that whole thing. But it it tied in, so I wanted to mention it. Um, Because I think that's what this whole realm is. It's, uh, you know, it's made up of our thought forms. Are in our in there's a and there's a place where you go where our collective thought forms are and your own personal thought forms will come back at you if you haven't dealt with them so I don't know maybe I'll change my mind tomorrow but it makes sense so far
1: um do you believe that we Ended up here because we evolved from a monkey, or do you think that we were created?
0: No, I think we were created. I think we are individualized sparks of God energy.
1: So, if um, is that God energy separate to God?
0: No, I wouldn't say so. I, I think we're essentially we're all part of god we're just in, in individual forms so we can experience things
1: so if you if we are energy that is a part of god that came from god mm-hmm. that means we are god yeah right we are god and we're here imagine if you were an eternal um, energy like god whatever god is whatever label you whatever character you want to assign to it doesn't matter god energy whatever that is you are just eternal there was no time and you're just there it is all powerful energy that you can just create whatever you want with a feeling with a thought it all begins with a thought mm-hmm. right um would you not design a game where you can immerse yourself into it and you forget that you're God. And when you leave, you come back and you do it again to forget that you're God, right?
0: It's hard to say, man. (laughs) Because there are some days where I'm just like, what the, this sucks.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't it be boring just to be they just this entity all the time
0: i don't know maybe i would have to be that or remember how to be that entity to really answer that you know what i mean and like i would hope that it wouldn't be boring right but maybe it is i don't know
1: um how like we don't know what the nature of this reality is this could be a holographic reality it's an certainly an energetic reality it's electromagnetic yeah um so whatever that energy is we are connected to it we are a part of that thing yeah and whatever created the heavens and this earth this realm um, we are not separate to that and what that means is when we start to get in tune and we start to look inside here and really connect with our inner power, um, we're powerful. We're really powerful. Yeah. And this is documented in the literature, right? So they know that um, in times of immense uh, urgency, like mothers have been able to lift pick up trucks off their children. Yeah, I've heard that. So where does this energy come from? um like where does the energy come from when uh like you've ever had that experience where like oh someone's going to call me you think of the person oh, i think they're going to call me and then they call you like how did you know that yeah um what is all this deja vu all this sort of stuff right um there's power inside us that we're disconnected from because we're so worried about the you know the the, um, outside world it doesn't really matter they keep your focus out here on the screens but really we should be focusing on what's going on in here right and we can actually connect to this energy it's a thing that you can feel and everyone can do it and i don't think that people have ever understood really what that Energy is, um, and why it's there and how they can use it. Now, I first, um, connected with this energy like when I was a kid, and I was like, what the heck is this? Scared the living bejeebahs out of me to the point where I spent my life, my life being an asshole to a lot of people, right? <laughs> I did a lot of things that I'm not a, pre- I, yeah. I did a lot of things I'm not proud of, mm. and I think it's because I was like, whoa, man, there's some real serious stuff that I'm going to have to approach and connect with later on in my life, and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And now I'm starting to connect with it. Um, have you ever like, had that tingly feeling where your body feels like it's in bliss when you hear a song and it's just perfect? Sure. yeah and you're just like oh yeah <laughs> yeah or like there was a woman that you loved so much and you got a, and like that first kiss and your body's just like oh you get that that tingle yeah that mm-hmm. that you know you can turn that on anytime you want
0: that'd be fun
1: you can you can you can <laughs> you can so I realized this when I was a kid I was like hang on I, what's this feeling I can activate it's like you know um, Dragon Ball Z I'm
0: vaguely familiar I'm not an anime person but I'm I know of it
1: they're like walking around as a normal person and then they like and they activate this energy and they sort of like become this <laughs> superhero type figure yeah this is the energy that they're talking about because they put this stuff in our faces to tell us like we're Superman, we're X Man, we are, you know, incredible. Yeah. The Incredibles, like yeah. we really are, and it comes from getting, uh, in touch and utilizing that energy. Now that's prana, that's chi. Like there's all these kinds of like ancient terminologies for this Grill. energy,
0: right? Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's. It's kind like I can just do it, but I've been training it a lot over the last like six months, particularly. Um, But when I first started doing it, I'm like, "Oh, I remember as a kid, I did this. I could activate this sensation in me; my whole body sort of tingles." But I could only do it for like half a second.
0: This doesn't come from your wiener, right?
1: Um, (laughs) like if you if you um activate the perineal muscles. That sort of activates that energy, kind of, but um, you've got to – it's more about sort of dropping – it's like dropping the energy and your body goes into this tingly state and you hold it and you hold this tingly state. And the longer you can hold that, the easier it is to meditate. When you do it when you're meditating, you go into a really deep meditation, right? Right. Because your body, your mind is focused on maintaining that vibrational tingly state, mm-hmm. your mind's not wandering off, so you're in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this state is the state that people like um, Joe Dispenza talk about when they're working with all these hundreds of people, people in um like big halls, and they get people into meditative states and they heal people. It's getting to this state. They heal these chronic diseases like in an instant. Mm. But They've got to get their mind to that point and it can take a long time to train your mind to get there. It doesn't just happen in a day. Um,
0: I think it's ultimately but this frequency? Is like, I think it's a frequency we're getting to? Yeah. Makes
1: sense. Yep. You get aligned. You align the energy. You align the frequency, uh, the meridians and the energy channels and all that sort of stuff. Are there really meridians and energy channels inside us? I don't know, possibly, but there is energy that's moving inside us mm-hmm. and it's, it's electrical energy. Um, like when you connect with this energy, this is how like when you hear about people injecting themselves with endotoxins and things and they didn't get sick because they use the power of their mind. Mm. Or the studies where people broke an arm and just by focusing on their arm healing faster, they actually healed it faster, right? Than the people who didn't think about healing their arm. Or the people who can lift more weight just by thinking about lifting more weight. They've done controlled experiments, but they've done this, yeah? So, they take everyone's baseline measurements. They get people to imagine lifting weight. People just sitting around doing nothing. People actually lifting weight. And then people lifting weight and imagining that they're lifting weight when they're at home. And what they've shown is that when you use this, you can lift way more. And your muscles actually even get bigger just by imagining that you've lifted weight. You haven't even got off the couch, right?
0: Wow. (laughs) It's really funny. It makes me think of uh, my friend Rachel. She's been telling me every day, she's like, I I have... headache. I'm so sensitive to these LED lights. And this is really bothering me. And I feel really tired at the end of the day and all this. And I'm like, Rachel, I, I feel like you're really focused on the fact that these things are affecting you. And that's maybe affecting you more than the actual things. And I said, I was like, you are a fucking superhero. Like, you can, you need to believe that you are a superhero and you can heal anything and you're invincible. And, like, you know, there's people who walk on fire. Like, you need to get into that mindset about everything. And then a few days later, she was like, I feel so much better. Like, I don't know, (laughs) I don't know what happened, but I feel so much better. And I think people, yeah, really discount that.
1: We are, we, we have access to so much more power than we realize. And everyone can access this. Everyone can do it. Yeah. And once we realize that we can do it, then we can start using it for good. Now, like when you think about this, uh, this energy. Have you ever heard about a thing called fascia?
0: Yes. Uh, It's like little cilia type of, what am I thinking? I know, I can't think of what it is off the top of my head, but I know it.
1: Yeah. Like it's basically a, think of it like a mesh, a mesh like substance that encapsulates all of your muscles. It's just underneath your skin. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like, it might even be classified as an organ, possibly, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it's all interconnected. Your body's encased in it. Now fascia, they say, is as strong as steel.
2: Hmm? Mm -hmm.
1: Now, how do you activate it to become as strong as steel? It's there. It's just being, it's just waiting to be used. Yeah. So do we activate it by starting to take control of this? Is the fact that everyone's got this racing mind all the time and they're anxious and they're depressed because they're all up here. The mind's like, come on, let's do some cool stuff. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Are we going to do this cool stuff yet? <laughs> and you're sitting there going, oh, I'm so distracted and my mind's going crazy. Yeah, because the energy needs to be used. You need to tame that dog. You need to tame that beast up here <laughs> and you use that and harness that to start creating the reality that you want. And when you start doing that, like, well, my anxiety and depression has gone, man. I've suffered that shit for 25 years of my life, 30 years of my life, right? But now yeah. that I'm actually going, why did I have the anxiety and depression? It's because I wasn't in control of anything going on up here. Yeah. I wasn't working on letting go of the thoughts and emotions and feelings that don't serve me anymore. Um, So, yeah, like, when they talk about the Man of Steel, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. They're telling you who you are. They're trying to reconnect you with your inner power. And you actually do have that inner power. And, again, like, once you start to use it, you're like, is this is really... quite um, fascinating and cool. Um, But that then leads you... Because when you think about um, how vulnerable humans are in nature, it's like, shit, we better wear protective gloves and boots and things when we're out in nature because we're going to get hurt. Like, humans wouldn't last that long, really, in nature, would they? Surely you'd be, like, getting cut up and stuff. But what if you could use the power of your mind to protect you against... The elements, so you could basically just walk through nature unscathed. People do it with hot coals, man, right? but the yeah. power of their mind. Mm-hmm. So why not a prickle or a thorn or a sharp rock?
0: Mm? Maybe, maybe it's not even our mind that's doing it.
1: You know what I mean? No, it's not.
0: The mind is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What is doing it is the thing that's observing your mind right Mm -hmm. so who is that that's not you Mm. so when you're um in that meditative state you are just that whatever that thing is observing your surroundings and the thing that's aware of your emotions and Mm -hmm. feelings whatever that thing is that's what you connect to when you go into a state of meditation yeah that is the energy that you're able to create within yourself—that's the chi, that's the prana, that is the God energy, which is inside all of us. Yeah. So when they're like connect with the inner energy and all this sort of nonsense that you hear, <laughs> there is inner energy there. People just think it's nonsense because they don't know what they're talking about. Like, oh, inner energy? Where does that? What is that? Where does it come from? How do? It, what are they talking about? I've never. I don't feel any inner energy. There mustn't be such a thing. Yeah, because you've never been trained to use it.
0: Yeah, you got to kind of pry apart the the truth from like the new age bullshit a lot of the times, and it's, it can be hard.
1: Yeah, like the reason I I never really understood all this stuff that people were talking about is because no one ever explained to me what that energy is and how to activate it i sort of had to get there by myself pretty much yeah same my partner was telling me for years she's like you got to get this energy thing i'm like what the heck is she talking about energy you're <laughs> like what are you talking about mumbo jumbo but then one day we connected the dots because i told her oh, i remember as a kid being able to do this thing with my body she's like that's the thing <laughs> she's like work on that i'm like oh fuck really i've knew it, known it this whole time so I started to like work on this thing, and I can go into a meditative state now and hold that feeling for like half an hour, maybe an hour. Oh. when once upon a time I could only be in that state for two seconds, and I was like, "Well, too much, got to get out of that state." That's
0: something I'm bad at. I can, I've never been able to like meditate or any of that. I'm too, I don't know, I'm too attention deficit or something.
1: Um, this is like. You can't walk into the gym and bench press 200 kg. Right. So just start like really easy. Go in and lift a featherweight, like a five kilogram dumbbell. Just try that. And maybe it's like every morning for two minutes, I'm going to sit quietly soon after I've woken up and I'm just going to close my eyes and I'm only going to focus on my breath. And if you want, you can place a hand on your chest and feel your heartbeat. So you're focusing on you. You just focus on the breath, feel the heartbeat, Whatever whatever it takes to be focused on this. Not necessarily worried about what's going on out there. Your mind will wander. Sound will happen. And you'll be like, oh, what's that thing? But then it's like, okay, no, coming back. Letting go, don't, don't need to worry about what's going on out there. And slowly, slowly, slowly over time, maybe the next day you go to three minutes, next day four minutes, next day five minutes, and six minutes. No, no, no. You do it for three, six months and, you know, what sort of results do you get after you've been in the gym for six months? Yeah, same thing with the mind. Yeah, makes but sense. It, people don't like lifting heavy weights so they don't go to the gym right people don't like trying to control the mind so they don't bother doing the meditation and the mindfulness
0: yeah Mm. everything in increments yeah that's the best way to really learn anything small increments I think makes sense you just gotta carve out the time to actually do it and focus
1: on it and once you get to this point and you don't worry about the how how like you know how they say the devil is in the detail Mm -hmm. yeah don't go for the detail (laughs) go general don't worry about the how it's like oh I've got a um, a $600 electricity bill due next week how am I going to pay that oh I don't know how I'm going to do it when you're worried on the how it's uh, you're in a lack mentality. You don't know how it's going to happen. If you're just like, oh, it'll, it'll be fine. I'm just going to let go of it. Truly let go of it. It will be fine. Like, what's yeah. the worst that's going to happen? Going to come and cut off the power? Oh well.
0: Have you ever seen Office Space? No. Really? Oh my God. Go out and buy that movie right now it's one of the best movies from the 90s but there's this guy Peter and he works in an office setting I mean he hates his job he hates his life his but he has like three bosses telling him about his TPS reports every day right so I forget what happens think like he gets hypnotized yeah he goes to a hypnotist and the hypnotist makes him just not give a shit about anything his boss comes up to him he's like hey Peter we gotta talk about the PTS report he just walks right by him doesn't doesn't care and like suddenly he gets everything he wants like he goes out he asks the girl that he's been like after forever to go out and she's you know he starts a relationship with her everything comes to him once he stops giving a shit yes it's such a good movie that's right but that's what i think of no i just think of that movie all the time when i'm like worried about bills or or whatever
1: yeah, it's like the movie Yes, Man.
0: I don't know if I saw that one. With it's Jim, Jim Carrey.
1: Carrey. Yeah. yeah. He just started saying yes to everything because he was in this negative mindset. He's like, oh, for me and I don't get the money and I got the shitty house and I can't get the girl and life yeah. sucks. Yeah. And every time someone asked him for something, no, I'm not doing it. And his life just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse because the universe was giving him more and, more and more and more and more and more of what he was focused on. Mm-hmm. but then he started saying yes to everything and he went happy-go-lucky and carefree just like I'm just going to roll with the punches even when shit gets bad I'm going to rise above it and I'm going to work through it the best I can I'm going to make light of every situation and his life went amazing yeah so they put this out there um, in an, in an attempt to help us connect to the power of the universe now, if you don't have the $600 in your bank account to pay for that electricity bill and you let it go, it will come to you because you're not resisting. You're not pushing back against the thing that's trying to come. It's already there. Like everything that you want is already waiting for you. You just have to allow it to come. Instead of being in that negative mindset, which it's almost like um, repelling with electromagnetism, Mm -hmm. right? You create this electromagnetic field and you repel that energy coming towards you. So you let go. And then Aunt Bessie, who you haven't seen for 12 years, calls you and decides to give you
2: $600
1: (laughs) because she loves you. And she feels bad that she hasn't seen you for 12 years. And you're like, that came out of the blue. I, was so, I didn't even realize. Oh, it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you let go. And the universe was like, you got to pay that bill next week and you haven't got the money. But you know what? I'm going to give it to you because you deserve it. <laughs> yeah? Because you're allowing and it's here for you. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and th- this is it, right? So then, oh I manifested 600 bucks. Well, then you can manifest thousand, then you can manifest 5,000, 100000, thousand, 10 million. You can manifest whatever you want. you can have whatever you want. you can live however you want.
0: But ultimately, that's... I think that we shouldn't I think it's, it is hurtful to, to focus on things like I think that's the problem with like stuff like the secret, you know it's too focused on materialistic
1: aspects but you you go general yeah you go general it's like the feeling so when i was working at my full time job at the university i felt shit all the time it's like i got to quit this job i got to quit this job every day my body was screaming at me quit the job quit the job quit the job quit the job mm-hmm. and i was like no 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 i'm not quitting because when i quit who's going to pay the bills how am i going to survive How am I going to pay rent? How am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to provide for my family? How am I going to get up the the corporate ladder? How am I going to get my PhD? How, 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 how? Can't quit. And I was in this shit space. My life was getting worse and worse and worse. And then one day I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm letting go. And whatever will be, will be. And then the very next day, the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me in my life happened. And my life's never been the same since then. And we're talking close to a year ago. And that stuff was already there waiting for me. It came so quick the next day. It was like, we can't give it to you until you let go of that frequency, that energy, keeping this stuff from getting to you
0: things happen for you yeah when you put your energy where you where you want it to go and you have love behind it too like I tell artists this all the time because that's what that's what happened with me you put your intention into the things that you love and and they will happen they will happen for you for sure
1: yeah. and people are like but if I just let go like don't you only earn money if you're working? Like, don't you have to work hard to get money? If you just sit back and relax all day and do nothing, how's the money going to come to you? Because I've always thought about this. But you're not doing nothing. You're focusing, you're harnessing this. You're spending time on controlling that or getting in tune with that energy. And, like, this is how like most um, really catchy pop songs are written Hmm. because the writers go into that state and the tune just how did you write this song I don't know just driving down the road one day it just popped into my head
0: (laughs) that's a connection to, to source if you will you know what I mean that's what I believe that is like channeling when you're like all artistic expression comes from that if it's good
1: so what did that person do for that song which they can then publish or give to some artist and sell it for millions of dollars by literally just being in the mode of you're in the flow. I'm, I'm allowing things to come to me the receptive mode. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Every day is a blessing. I'm so um in love with my surroundings, and it's such a privilege to be here. And how lucky am I to have this experience? Yeah, and the universe is like, yeah, it is amazing. And here's some more. Have this amazing song, <laughs> and it just gives you the thing, right? Yeah. And then oh, I broke this down, and then I published it. And it- so that person didn't work hard to make a huge amount of money. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Um for me, it came a different way. Like I was like, Oh, I, I, this is what I, the, this is the feeling that I want. I want freedom. I want relaxation. I want joy. I want love. And I started f- connecting to these feelings. I was like, Oh, I can't get there while I'm in this job. It's blocking my ability to be in a relaxed state. So I let the job go. Oh, now I can feel more relaxed. That's one of the feelings that I was trying to manifest. And then it came. And I slowly started doing this thing, this with more and more things in my life, and um, got to the point where uh, there was things that I had, um, manifested with this energy, and my partner also manifested that came to us completely. Never in a million years, has someone said, "This is going to happen to you," how's it going to happen? We go. Yeah, right. No way. Mm. It did. And I won't say the, the details of how it happened, but it did. And then when that thing happened, there was something else that we were like, oh, this would be really cool if this happened. Mm. <laughs> and we dreamt about it. We fantasized about it. We had daydreams. And it was just, it was just like, oh, I'm just going to daydream about it because it's fun. And no expectation. It wasn't like, I'm going to manifest this thing. I'm going to manifest it. It was like, oh, I'm just feeling good. So, I'm just – wouldn't it be nice if this just came into my life and it gave me more of that feeling? And the next week, bang, like there. <laughs> We're like, mm. what? No, like these big events, occurrences in our lives, which are just Unbelievable. And we only got there because we let go. That's the power of it. Things came to us in ways that we would never have expected. And that's really, at the end, everything you need to know. Once you get in control of that, I think you're good in all aspects of life. Very
0: interesting. I'm going to, yeah, I need to try to... uh to get better at that myself. Um, hopefully everybody can put that into into action somehow.
1: As I said, it's just like simple little bits. So just start like two minutes a day, just meditate, and just work on closing down that mindful chatter. Um, have a listen to people like... Uh, like, check out Joe Dispenza, You Are the Placebo. Okay. Brilliant. I don't agree with everything he says, but it's a really, really good book. Mm-hmm. Um, read uh, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Um, I think it's Escaping the Matrix by Mike Dooley. They all talk about the same thing. There's no secret about this. It's a really easy thing to do. It's just that you have to put the effort in. So, you read these books. It'll give you a bit of um, momentum. It'll excite you a little bit. And then every morning, it's just like two minutes of meditation or even 30 seconds. If you hate it that much, just do 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm just going to do 30 seconds. And if I'm sitting there going, fuck this, fuck that for 30 seconds... <laughs> Good. Yeah. If you had one second of calm, relaxed, cool. Tomorrow, get to two seconds. The next day, get to three seconds, and just it will build. And we then definitely things had some epic you will find.
0: Sessions for sure.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying this specifically just f- for you, Patrick. Yeah. I'm saying this for anyone that's listening to this. Because this is the next stage in the consciousness shift. I thought it ended with all the health stuff. Mm. I was like, I'm going to be the health crusader for the rest of my life. Now I'm like, it's so simple. It's just like beyond belief how simple health is. And that's just like getting closer to mother nature and not messing with it. Just doing all the things that you need to do that you would get exposure to by living in harmony with nature Mm -hmm. right fresh air sunlight exercise being around people that you love clean food um connection with the earth yes
0: it's where we belong it's where we belong in the in the the frequency of nature right and and i also wanted to bring this up too like not to get back into the medical stuff but i think it kind of plays in it's like everybody's talking about various ways, even the terrain theorists are talking about various ways to detox. Like if you took the shot and stuff and they're still looking for an external, like a, a pill or a, or something instead of getting out of your body's way or like go going grounding, you, you know, getting frequencies from the earth, from the sun like that to me without, you know, having gone really in-depth on detoxing makes a lot of sense, right? If there's something artificial inside you, if there's something negative uh, in a negative frequency, connect to God's frequencies. That's going to do the job, right? Maybe a little fasting, right? But yeah, there's this whole thing with like, oh, we need to increase the glutathione in your body what do you think about all that
1: it's all bs all of it (laughs) okay the body the only thing that can heal the human body is itself and the only way that the body can do that is by having all access to all the things that it needs so we just mentioned all the things that it needs that's not the hard part that's really simple The hard part is implementing it and getting in control of this. Now, like there's documented cases in the literature of people recovering spontaneously from whatever disease you can think of. Type it into Google Scholar and then type spontaneous remission or spontaneous regression. And there's cases of people with whatever disease it is. They have it one day, the next day they don't. Gone.
0: Imagine that. The body cured it.
1: The body healed itself overnight. Um, so, it doesn't matter what the thing is that you're trying to heal from, whether it's diabetes or rheumatoid arthritis or whatever. Like, in my perspective, there are no different diseases. Right. There's one disease and that's disease. The symptoms are the body in an active state of returning back to balance, yeah? Drop a rock into some water, the rock is the cause of the effect, the water ripples is the effect. The water gets the ripples in it as the symptom. The symptoms, the water ripples are trying to um, level water again to return it to homeostasis, yeah? That is what the ripples are doing. So the same thing in our body, when you put a, thing into it and you cause ripples in your body, you get these symptoms. The symptoms are the healing response. So, the disease, the damage has already been done. The disease is the body in a state of healing and bringing itself back to homeostasis. And it will do that perfectly if you give it what it needs. Now, um, a part of that is also getting in control of this because... If you never forgave your dad for the things he did 10 years ago or whatever it was um, and you're holding on to hate and guilt and fear and anger, well, that's got to go somewhere and it's going to manifest internally and it's going to become a physical disease. This is when people are like, oh, but I am eating well and I am doing this and I am doing this. Yeah, but you're still holding on to feelings about whatever that you haven't let go of. You're holding on to shit. Your body's holding on to shit, <laughs> right? Yeah. So now I'm in this active state of healing. I've got all this inflammation going on, trying to maintain homeostasis because I've got all this stuff that I'm not willing to let go of or I'm not willing to stop eating pesticide-laden food or whatever it might be. <laughs> um, so all that stuff doesn't matter, really. It's simple. A five-year-old knows what to do. Like, you ask a five-year-old, what does a human being need to survive? And they can tell you. Um, So, yeah, whether it's a shot or a disease or whatever it is, um, give your body a fighting chance. Let it do its thing. Give it what it needs. Get out of the way. Stop interfering with Mother Nature. Just see. This is why fasting is good, because you don't mess with it. Just allow the body to do its thing with the resources that it's got. Um, and another part I was just going to say as well, Patrick, and then I'll shut up, is you know how you're like, oh, I can't really um, access that energy yet. Yeah. That's it's an electrical energy. I I think it's some sort of electrical energy. Sure. Now, we're electromagnetic beings, human beings. This is documented. Absolutely. We run off electricity,
2: yeah? Yep. Uh,
1: So, it makes sense when you ground because it allows the discharge of negatively charged particles from your body. You complete the circuit.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So, the energy comes from the sun. The light energy comes from you. You absorb, absorb this. And we are photosynthetic. Professor Gerald Pollock has um, done some stuff on this. And we have a capacity to turn light photons into energy in the electron transport chain, if you sort of believe in any of that stuff. Um, so we're grounded. We get light energy from the sun. But we also must be insulated. So our... Nervous system is made out of fat, largely fat and water, because it needs a, the electrical signal needs a medium to get conducted through, which is water, but it needs an insulator to not, to allow that um, energy to travel and not be dissipated. Mm-hmm. You need the insulator there to carry the, the um, signal through. So the nervous system or your nerves are made of fat because fat is a really, really, really good insulator. Do you know where else we get a lot of fat and oil on our body?
0: Uh, or, I mean, our brains are a lot of fat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. Other than that.
1: Why do you shower every day? Because
0: I'll smell if I don't.
1: <laughs> Maybe you'll stop smelling if you stop showering. <laughs> we're, we're self-cleaning by the way and i'm not saying that i don't shower but i don't use harsh chemicals or soaps or anything i just usually now i'm just yeah. using water
0: yeah actually same no if you eat right you really don't smell i don't smell really
1: mm. no. so when you use the soap what are you doing when you're rubbing that on your skin
0: yeah you're rubbing that into your pores into your dermis
1: you're removing the oil layer yes right you're removing the oil off your hair and you're removing the oil off your skin which is insulating you
2: yes right right
1: so when you're an electrical being (laughs) a light being and you're not grounded to the earth and you're not out in sun you're like oh it's just the vitamin d that does it i'm just going to pop the pill and I i don't need the sun actually that whole thing with vitamin d is nonsense the only way you can get light energy is from the sun can't get it in a capsule um so yeah you're an office worker you're indoors all day your feet never touch the bare soil um you don't get exposure to sunlight and you wash all the oil off your skin and you're dehydrated oh i can't meditate for crap yeah of course
0: (laughs) Because everything about the way that we live is not natural and it's unplugging us from doing all of those things.
1: Yeah, and to do to do that, medit- to get into that meditative state, you need the energy, you need the chi, you need the prana, you need to be able to now move this energy. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't got any because you haven't been plugged in, well, of course, you're not going to be able to generate that feeling. Right. You know how they've got like um, mobile phones where there's like a, battery pad and you can just place the battery on top and it just charges wirelessly. Yeah. That's what we do when we're attached to the earth with our bare skin.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, if you're getting one minute a day charging, your battery is going to be running on empty it's going to go into battery saver mode for the rest of the time, right? Oh, and I'm sick and I'm stressed. and I, Yeah. You're devoiding your energy of essential things that it needs, as essential as minerals and water and love and all these other things. Yeah. So, this is one of the reasons why it's so important to be doing all of those things we've mentioned plus working on the mind. Because 100%. people are like, which, which one do I need to do? No, no, no it's not just one of them, it's all of them together. Then the magic starts to happen.
0: Absolutely. Well, I can't end on a better point than that, I think, Daniel. So uh, I'm going to call it here. But uh, yeah, let me know uh, or let uh, our listeners know where they can follow you in case they're not familiar and uh, maybe what you're up to now.
1: Yeah, my website is humanly.com, H-U-M-A-N-L-E-Y. I've got a Telegram channel if you want to follow me there, tme e forward slash humanly. Uh, at the moment, I am in the process of writing a book, which is nearly done. Excellent. And I've moved on so much. In just the six months it's taken me to write it, I'm in like two minds of even publishing it, but I'm still going to release it. Great. Right. Um, the cat's kind of out of the bag with what I'm doing, but um, yeah, it's basically like I'm talking about all the stuff that doesn't matter, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, so
0: everything yeah. matters to a certain extent, I'm sure. No, yeah,
1: not not to me anymore, really. I've, <laughs> I've certainly moved on. So, working on the book, doing the Telegram channel, doing a few podcasts here and there had some really big positive changes in my life and i'm just enjoying my life at the moment and taking a lot of time to connect back to nature regenerate myself and uh yeah do interesting podcasts like this one with yourself so thanks for having me yes,
0: on one of my favorites my pleasure daniel thank you and please please do come back i'm sure we could go another two hours for sure um if you enjoyed this podcast please do subscribe if you haven't already i have a special subscribers uh section now if you want to take advantage of that um and we're completely run by uh people who donate so feel free to do that if you like the information that you received today and, uh, yeah take care thanks again for coming